Mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. If you have anxiety, if you like to live life on the edge, if you think you have an abundance of time, or if you can't stand if there's one imperfect thing about the project you're working on, then you may suffer from a little symptom known as procrastination. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. I am your host, Trayvon, and you're listening to The Session. If you're driving, disregard the first part. But if you're laying down, or preferably sitting down, I want you to close your eyes. Listen to what I'll be saying. Take a deep breath. In through your nose. And out through your mouth. Now, take another deep breath. Relax your shoulders. Relax your eyelids. Focus on the raw sensation of breathing. Those are the first things I learned when I began to meditate with my friend Sam Harris. He created this app that I listen to every day. Whether it's in the morning or at night or during the middle of the day, I pause and I take a minute to be with myself. As I said previously, the author Stephen Covey starts every habit in his book with a quote. And the topic of today's session is proactivity, which is one of Dr. Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. Now, the quote at the beginning of this chapter dawns at me at every moment of my career and in my general life. He quotes Henry David Thoreau, in which he states that, I know of no more encouraging fact than the unquestionable ability of a man to elevate his life through conscious endeavor. Meaning, if I just put an effort towards the things that I want to do in life, I can achieve it. This type of focus, it doesn't just come out of thin air, though. It's created through repetition and habits. It can be manifested through any mind. And I believe that meditation is one of the first steps to having a proactive mindset. The idea to begin meditating itself is a proactive choice. Some people don't yet have the time. Some people haven't yet acquired the patience And some people don't yet have the open mindset that's needed to focus. I've been meditating for a little over two weeks now, and I feel as though there's a switch in my attitude and my mindset. Now, the thing is, I was open to trying it. I've learned so many things since I've started the journey, and I believe future sessions will have a tremendous impact on my leadership skills and ability to influence people. One thing I've learned so far, it refers to the saying, 
taking one step back in order to take two steps forward. I used to look at that as a negative approach, but after a couple of weeks of doing this, I've turned that into a positive phrase. Now, meditating is like taking a step back from the headache of body tension, negative emotions, and overwhelming sensations to really dissect and focus on each feeling individually. Remember when I told you to focus on your shoulders and relax them? Or when I specified your eyelids? And that right there is the focus that I'm talking about. Meditating, it's a good way to pick apart any type of sensation and analyze it. But this focusing in on small details doesn't take our eyes off the bigger picture. In fact, it enhances this picture. One activity that I went through was, well, let me paint it this way. Close your eyes again. Picture your mom's face. Now, something happened there in your consciousness that allowed you to picture her. Now zoom out and picture all of your mom, such as a silhouette. Now focus on her hair, her hands, her ankles. You remember the small details when you focus. And when you draw back, we see a bigger, more clear picture. This is similar to a mission statement in a way that having this foundation allows you to take a look at the details of your life and approach it in a more proactive way. You know, meditation feels like the process of picking apart pieces, sifting through the layers of sounds and feelings and thoughts, and really being aware of the sensations that are going on around you. The birds or the cars driving by. The feeling of that breath going in or out of your body. And the tension in your back. It allows you to tune into your surroundings and be more aware. It allows you to choose where to put your energy, so to speak. And nobody wants to waste energy. Now, I've attached one of my favorite podcasts by Sam Harris to the description, and I want you guys to listen to that as a supplement to this or vice versa, because most of these thoughts are from his talking. In there, he states that attention really is your true source of wealth, even more than time, because you can waste time being distracted. And the biggest thing that I've learned since I've started meditating is that everything comes and goes. That broken bone you had when you were a kid. The heartbreak of your first love. Your mom yelling for you to do the dishes. <laughs> All here one minute and gone the next. That feeling of anxiety before your big test. Why do you have it? You want to be anxious before the test and during the test? That just seems like a waste of energy to me. You know, that feeling of anger towards your ex. What X, you say to yourself. <laughs> but what's the point of that anger? Now focus on it and realize that it's the same focus as if you were to focus on breathing in and breathing out. It's gone. 
With this understanding, there's no more suffering from pain or anxiety. I want you to keep in mind this doesn't take it away. It simply allows you to focus on it and act accordingly. A proactive choice. Now, like I said, I've been doing this for about two weeks now, and it really has been growing in my life. I felt my awareness grow. I'm able to pick apart the sounds that I'm hearing from the breeze that's hitting my skin. I can see myself proactively choosing how I feel. The word hate somehow got introduced into my vocabulary, and now it's working its way right back out. My buddy Bo called me out for using the word hate and meditate in the same sentence, and I've caught myself ever since then. You know, hate is a strong word. I feel like when I'm aware, I see where I'm going, which leads me to not really fearing as much, which then leads me to being more positive. You know, this process has helped me appreciate things a little bit more and be more grateful for the things that I have. I don't know, I feel nicer. You know, that feeling of being angry, it's not a good feeling to me, and especially the feeling of being embarrassed. You know, these next two stories are from a while ago and haven't really had an effect on my life since, but one time I tried to kiss my college crush in a bar when I was a little sauced. <laughs> And when her face turned, you could say, I was a little embarrassed. <laughs> Another college story. Two 230-pound guys jumped me after a seemingly friendly video game. And I couldn't get that out of my head for a while. Now, I've used those situations for subjects when controlling the way that I act. It goes into the idea that you have the ability to choose how you respond break down the word responsibility, response, ability, the ability to respond. Gandhi said, they cannot take away our self-respect if we do not give it to them. Nike said at first, just do it. Now, people have been preaching proactivity forever, and it makes sense why it's the first habit of highly effective people. Now, I would consider it one of the hardest habits as well, because being proactive it requires a person to be very well-disciplined. Disciplined with your mentality, your principles, your emotions, much more. My personal discipline, it comes from years of sports growing up. And because of this discipline instilled in me, I proactively go to the gym. I proactively make a routine for the morning. I proactively try to make myself better. I took an excerpt from a conference that Stephen Covey held with Serene Media in which he states his view on the topic. Now we want to look at the foundational habit, habit one, to be proactive. Why foundational? Because all of the other habits flow out of it. If habit one is present, you can cultivate the other six. If it is not present, you will not cultivate the other six. Habit one, be proactive, basically means that your life is a product of your values, not your feelings. That your life or the organization's life is a product of your decisions, not your conditions. 
when he breaks it down later in the video, it's easy to understand and can change your mind for the better. It's also in the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I will again say should be the foundation to every person's life. Now, the cool thing is that psychologists and researchers have helped us understand why we tend to act in a reactive manner. And some say that the environment is a cause of your active nature. The laws of your land, your economic situation, the jerk that flipped you off in the parking lot. <laughs> and some say it's your grandparents, that it's your DNA to be angry or obese. And some people actually do have these problems and I'm not downplaying them. I just wanna get your mind thinking. And others say that your parents are the result the way that you were raised, that you didn't have structure growing up. And now you have to say, oh, well, that's just the way that I am. That phrase, it's the enemy of a proactive individual. Now, the definition of proactivity is creating or controlling a situation by causing something to happen rather than responding to it after it has happened. The way that I process proactivity, the way that I see it break down when I need to utilize it, it begins with not wanting to do it, you know, for the most part. Let's say, for example, this podcast. Some days I don't want to work on it, and all of a sudden, I'll become mindful of my situation. You know, taking a step back and asking myself why I feel like not doing it. And maybe it's because I have a video game that I'm playing or a TV show that I'd rather watch. But then I weigh the reasons why I should do it. And those are much more significant. Because the world lacks leadership skills. And I want to share my ideas on them. Because creating this podcast will help develop a different set of skills for me. Because this could potentially turn into something more than me sharing ideas. Some things that I noticed when I started being more proactive was never saying that I can't do something. Henry Ford said, whether you say you can or you say you can't, you're right. Meaning if you say you can fly, you can. <laughs> Just kidding. But really, if you say you can learn a new language, you'll go through books and videos and movies with that foreign language trying to learn it. If you say you can't learn how to solve a calculation in math, you're right. And you've already failed. But say you can, and I promise you'll use all of your resources to find the answer. And that's all of life's problems. Other reactive phrases might be, there's nothing I can do about it. That's just the way that I am. Or he makes me so mad. You'll find so many situations throughout your life that you'll need to be proactive. Be a problem solver. I was listening this morning to one of the theories in the Waking Up app, and it talked about solving problems. I don't want to give too much away from the episode, and I'll, I'll actually attach that to the description as well. But one of the main points that he made was that if you were to go through a video game, would you expect any levels to be easy or have no challenge with it? But every day, we have these little instances in which we get to choose how we respond. This morning, you woke up and took a proactive choice to brush your teeth. Some people, they don't do that. You then decided to get dressed. You could have called in sick. You were either happy or sad while waking up. 
And tomorrow morning, I want you to examine a little closer and ask yourself why you feel that way. You went to the gym. You completed that project for work. You put the phone down to listen to your kids tell you about their day. You chose. Now we just have to do that with every decision. And of course, that's difficult at first, <laughs> but so is driving. So is meditating or learning a new language, but we'll get it down. Nike said at first, just do it. Once you figure out your reason why, like how we discussed with mission statements in the previous episode, just do it. The reason why you should be proactive has a lot of benefits to it. And the number one thing is success. Success with emotions, money, relationships, just everything. And when Martin Luther King Jr. and his brothers and sisters were beaten and harassed, they could have stopped, but they made a proactive choice and didn't let their environment affect their mission. Now, being a woman in her time with little to no positive affirmation and degrading social norms didn't stop Amelia Earhart from flying across the Atlantic Ocean in 1928. And Serena Williams didn't win 39 Grand Slams by succumbing to the social pressures of being a black woman. They say it takes 10,000 hours to master a skill. One hour at a time. And it starts with the decision to start. It's a mindset. You have to want to change. That's the first step. Thank you to everyone who is tuning into these sessions. I want to challenge you this week to listen to only instrumentals and podcasts. And don't listen to songs with lyrics in them. Instead, listen to some chill hip-hop instrumentals or jazz songs. Maybe a piano solo by Beethoven. Just take a little break to be with your thoughts and not be flooded with words and ideas from other people. If you'd like to start meditating or if you want to share your thoughts on what you've learned through meditating, respond to my tweet on Twitter at the underscore session underscore pod or email me podcast.in.session at gmail.com and I'll point you in the right direction. Again, thank you for tuning in and stay safe.